This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 1184 of Horse Tip Daily, your almost everyday morsel of helpful hints, useful facts, and practical techniques for horse folks. Brought to you today by EquestrianCollections.com. Greetings, horse people. Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily. Today we have a triple tip. That's right. Eventing radio show hosts Paul Tapner, Max Corcoran, Liz Halliday, and Joe Meyer corner three eventing kingpins for some advice on letting down your horse for the winter and then getting started again in the new season. First up, Lauren Kiefer, followed by U.S. eventing chef to keep David O'Connor, and finally, Will Coleman. And we'll get right to our tips, plural, after this important message from equestriancollections.com. Well, hi, everybody. Coach Jen here from Horse Radio Network, and I'm with Debbie from equestriancollections.com. And as is her habit, Debbie is here with the equestriancollections.com product of the week. Take it away, Debbie. Well, hi, Jen. As all of our listeners know, I am all about the colors. I'm featuring the Ovation Sorrento breeches. Now, these are full-seat breeches, um, but the big deal is these things come in some really cool colors. Navy, amethyst, the regular old black, cobalt, jade, all of these way cool colors. You've got to come on the site and look at them. And they also come in regular and long lengths. So there's a, something for everyone. You know what? Everybody has full seat breeches, but not everybody has them in green. <laughs> yes, and they're, 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 I would say that's going to be Kelly green. That's, that's not your boring old hunter green. That's a Kelly green. And they have lovely, exactly. sla- lovely slash pockets in the front with complete with a little bit of bling on them so that you can put your cell phone mm-hmm. or your chapstick in there. These are great looking breeches, Debbie. And don't forget the two bottoms, which make them so you can stick them in your boots um, easily. So I just really think they're um, something different and fun. And I think these days um, people are looking for that. So take a look at the Sorrento breeches made by Ovation at www.equestriancollections.com. Fantastic. We'll see you next week, Debbie. So, Lauren, give us give us a bit of a top training tip. We're trying to pick these up from everyone at the moment. We're heading into winter. Yeah. Everybody's thinking about what sort of amazing thing they're going to do for the new season. So give our listeners <laughs> your number one top training tip going into a new season of 2016. Uh, I, one of my biggest tips is actually to give them time off. I think, um, you know, it's especially hard over in the States. Our season ends so late and starts so early. Uh, you know, you kind of can feel like you're behind, especially if you're down in Florida with the beautiful weather, but they need a break from you as much as you need a break from them. But then uh, once you're bringing them back up, the biggest thing is, you know, go back to the basics, basics, basics. And that way, you know, once you, once you have all your basics perfect, it makes it easy to get going again. I uh, will now see clearly you are the model student and you've been listening to David because he was just on a few <laughs> minutes ago saying basics, basics, basics. So he's obviously drummed that <laughs> no. into you. You're a star pupil. Well done. It's the right answer. But let's get away from that. Come back to your break idea. Give the horses a, a holiday. Um, you yeah. know, it's, it's a question I'd have to say as a professional rider. I am asked a huge amount of times as well. Is mm-hmm. How long do you give the horses a break and when and why? I mean, um, so is there a set, you know, at the end of your season, you 
you said that you start, you finish late, you start again early, you know, it's fairly intense. The off season is not very long. So how long do you like to give the horses a break for? What's your, your preference? I like to give them a minimum of a month, but, um, you know, I really won't get the, the, you know, the advanced horses they're going and stuff. I really won't start riding them again till around Christmas at the earliest. Um, so then they end up getting, you know, almost two months off. And during the year, uh, I try to give them, a, if they have a spring CCI, I try to give them a month off after that, just completely without getting ridden. And sometimes you can't, depending on what the schedule is, but uh, I, that's what I try to do. That computer seems to be telling us just what we want to hear. Just looking into this winter training time, um, the eventing season starts very early in Florida. It starts in January. Could you give us just a top training tip that you would give sort of any riders for just working away through the winter and getting ready for the next season? Well, the great thing that we have with this this migration down south with the wet, following the weather down there is the ability for the work that horses outside and in the fields. I mean, here in Florida, the footing is unbelievable. Um, and um, to be able to not have horses in a ring, um, which I'm a big, huge believer for an event horse, is huge. That, you know, all the flat work dressage is done out on the you know, tops of hills and out in the fields. Um, instead of, uh, just being done in a, in a, you know, in a white box, which I think is, uh, you know, a luxury that we are able to have and able to follow here and the system that we've been able to set up. So I think that's the big thing. And, and then the other trap that people can fall into is to make sure that the horses still go on cycles. You say that the event starts in January, but that's really the first, uh, for the young horses. You know, it's a great time to bring up young horses give them a whole ton of experience between January and February and March. And then the older horses really start to kick in in that March, April, May time where their their load is is heavier. Um, and it's really important not to put too much pressure on the older horses and uh, have them competing literally, you know, from January on um, in, in no type of heading. And so it really becomes seasonal and it becomes seasonal within the horses. So the riders don't get a break. The only break they get is a month of... Uh, December, but to keep the pressure kind of going up and down and those and uh, kind of being cyclic in that way, the horses is still really, really important. Couldn't agree more, David. Thank you very much for that tip. And uh, yeah, so hopefully that motivates everybody to get out of their dressage schools, get out in the field and uh, play <laughs> on the grass. Hey? Authorization acknowledged. Yeah, still well, young. I like I... the way you, you sort of said that because a lot of people don't don't take that into consideration like you said that you were going to figure out what your three-day was and work backwards from there and i think that's such a mistake that a lot of people make is to not uh pick a goal and work backwards they sort of move forward and then sort of pick their goal um is that something yeah. you, you try to do with your horses uh yeah i do definitely i mean i think once they get past uh, the real young horse stages um I think I always try to get a sense of how they go through a season. And, um, you know, some horses kind of peak and valley throughout the season. Some horses can build steadily. And I think you got to know how your horse, you know, kind of takes to the sport and what, what sort of timing they need. And, um, I've always been a big admirer of people like uh, William and Andrew just always seem to get their horses looking their best when it counts the most. And um, that's kind of how I've tried to model myself. And I certainly don't do it as well as they do, but um we're working on, on getting there. So, um, yeah, we always work backwards from a, from a goal. Yeah. And, um, you know, even from one star level, we try to get the horses to get there, you know, 
little bit ready and prepared, but we're also feeling well and fresh. Well, there you have it. You can find links to today's guests as well as lots more tips at horsetipdaily.com. This podcast was made possible through the generous support of equestriancollections.com and listeners like you. Learn how you can help support Horse Radio Network programming and qualify for auditors-only perks by going to horsetipdaily.com and clicking on the Become an Auditor banner in the center of the page. And thanks again to our experts from the Eventing Radio Show. You can find more episodes of the Eventing Radio Show at eventingradio.com. This is Coach Jen, and I'll be back again soon with another tip. Until then, go ride your horse. The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements of guests or their opinions. Use your own judgment when listening to the tips provided by the experts on Horse Tip Daily. Music.